0: what's up friends welcome back to another episode of nft 365 you know i am uh, very blessed you know to be surrounded in my life by a lot of amazing women i am a uh, loud and proud mama's boy and i am also a proud girl dad of three little girls and you know, as a whole for me in so much of my journey in life you know, it's the women around me that have led me to not only be able to step into my greatness, but allowed me to really to to experience life in what I believe is the the best way possible. And you know, for me, the job of a girl dad is the greatest job I've ever had. It's the it's the job I've always wanted. Uh, for those that don't know that backstory, I actually. When I was 14 years old, I was asked, you know, hey, Brian, you know, was it by a guidance counselor, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I just said, I want to be a dad. And I remember uh, you know, a guidance counselor laughing. And I know, hold on, don't get upset to the fact that he was laughing. He ended up being a family friend, went on to my high school graduation and and, and someone that I always looked up to. But he was laughing because he really hadn't heard anybody say that before. And I remember being like, well, I have a, a great dad. I love kids. I enjoy playing. And so for me, like being a dad just seemed like uh, the right answer. And, you know, for me, I've been blessed. I get to, you know, be a dad of three little girls. But I also, you know, am, am very blessed that, you know, part of, you know, my growing up, part of what I've experienced in my life was that er- really early on, my my parents, Um, as well as really those around me, you know, kind of supported me in the idea of walking my own path of being my own person. And 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 there were plenty of times, uh, you know, along the journey that um, I would kind of push back away from that. Right. I would try to fit into the crowd, but more so probably than any of my friends. and, And I'm sure lots of people could back this up. I was never really afraid to kind of walk to my own beat, to, you know, I was the kid, I was the kid in high school that worked at the skating rink, also was, uh, you know, a lifeguard and surfer, but played hockey and was, you know, enjoyed being on the computers and a thespian that would try out for uh, plays. And that kind of has been a lot of my model in my entire life now, if I think about it as a teenager to where I'm even at now, you know, I have a lot of different interests. I am multi-hyphenated, multi-passionate, um, and there are things that I you know, love that probably most people wouldn't connect the dots. But I think more so than anything with my neurodiversity and the more I've been spending time on, uh, self awareness and really just self assessment and, and sitting in my like, Hey, this is who I am. This is the things that, you know, make me who I am. You know, I've been really focused on designing my life, redesigning my life, uh, to where it allows me to optimize and uh, be kind of working at my best. But I think probably more so than anything else because that's been my my life and my career and my background it's also allowed me to really like step into this idea of you know i don't believe that i know what's best unless i understand all sides of a problem right that's why politics are something that i don't mind talking about but with somebody that understands both sides, the reasoning that people are, are voting this way versus the reason that people are voting this way. And I think too often we live in a world where we are so set in our view and our way that we don't even allow ourselves the, the open opportunity to understand why others feel differently. Remember, understanding why others you know, view or feel things differently does not mean we always have to, you know, agree with them or support them. But it by understanding what brought them to have their viewpoint, I believe, allows us to be stronger about understanding our viewpoint and our reason for what we believe in. Now, I will tell you in this crypto NFT space, Web3, you know, unfortunately, much like Web2, the we are very underrepresented in uh, this space, both by uh, females as well as by minorities. And you know, I believe in Web two. We could we would often kind of like blame that on um, you know either algorithms or traditional times or, or or you know the vehicles that were there. And I think all of those were really piss poor excuses. And in Web three, the beauty of Web three is that we are taking the power away from the platform or quote unquote the man, and we are now giving that power to us as creators. But I think, unfortunately, even with us as creators, there is still this bias, this norm, like kind of trend, and really this like thing that's been kind of ingrained in so many, uh, you know, people. And in some cases, people aren't aware that they're doing it. In other cases, I believe that they're naive. Uh, view of it is their own fault and their own need to change. But what I I firmly believe in is that we have to not only practice what we preach, but we have to be able to stand up. We need to be able to you know make a stand, uh, you know make sure our voices are heard. And I will tell you, you know, an event just uh, a couple of weeks ago. My good friend uh, Manushka, who I co-host. Uh, Alpha Mondays with, you know, she brought it to my attention that there was only uh, two black speakers for an event that had 180 plus speakers there. Only two black speakers were represented. And to me, that is appalling, unacceptable and um, embarrassing. And I I believe, you know, events that is, you know, no excuse. And some people know my story on, you know, I got what I would consider my dream speaking opportunity uh, back in 2018. And unfortunately for me, um, or, and unfortunately for everyone involved, uh, when the announcement and the PR came out with the, uh, for the event, um, it was my myself and four other white male, uh, speakers that were on the, the marquee that were on the PR and, Uh, I've never been okay with that. I've always believed in, um, using my voice, my platform to take a stand. And, um, I pushed back on that. And unfortunately, um, I think they were trying to call my bluff, and so I backed out of that event and uh, I didn't speak at that event and I still have not spoken at that event uh, since. And, and for me, like, unfortunately, you know, uh, I was replaced uh, by someone else, although from what I was told, there was some change made, uh, you know, based on a little bit of the waves that were going through there. And I'm not saying that because I want kudos, but what I'm saying is that the way I look at this space right now, we have to make strides in, in, in how our actions, right? Like we have to be able to not only say and believe that we need more minorities and more female-led uh, you know, NFT projects, but when we see those projects out there, we have to be willing to invest. We have to be willing to amplify, to support, go above and beyond, right? Because with the, with the, the, you know, the things so far out of whack right now, it's not okay just to support as we would any other project. Because if we do that, we end up keeping things at the status quo. And if we want to change that dynamic and we want to create that even playing field, we have to go above and beyond to support, to amplify, to to be a part of, be a voice, and to really celebrate the projects above and beyond so we can make up for that balance that has been so far unequal. And I will tell you, for me, you know, I'm, I'm uh, for those that are watching this on YouTube, you know, I'm wearing my uh, new merch, which is a Crypto Chicks uh, T-shirt, which I absolutely love. It actually is the same T-shirt, although in white, that my PFP uh, Crypto Chick uh, is wearing uh, in our, you know, in uh, my you know one of my favorite NFTs, probably you know my my if not my favorite, my top three favorite uh, NFTs. And I will say, you know, one of the things that I found was that. You know, I, I, I represent, I, I... Deliver. I'm I'm very public about being a girl dad, and I'm very proud about being a girl dad. And I've been, you know, an LGBTQ plus um, ally since I was in high school. As my uh, my best friend in my life came out to me many years before she came out to uh, our friends or our family or public, and I I was her date to many of our of our uh, dances and things that we went on, and I ended up you know going to the same college as her. We roomed uh, together, and uh, just an amazing human that opened my eyes to a world, I think, you know, much earlier than a lot of people that were my peers. And, you know, I even had the the chance to be a, you know, a grand marshal um, at one of the parades, you know, as a, uh, you know, cis white male. And, and because of that, I believe one of the things that I found was that I kind of found and understood my role in using my voice, my platform to take a stand, to be a voice and also to be one that is willing to admit that I don't know what I don't know. And I am far from perfect. And I'm sure, you know, there are people that are going to listen to this that are going to be like, you know, kind of pick apart maybe some of the the things that I'm saying, but I'm willing and open to learning and being someone that is out there. And I'm also one that refuses to be a part of, you know, Twitter spaces or live streams where, you know, We are, you know, we aren't giving people uh, the, the microphone that they should be getting and we should be pulling up, you know, seats to the table. But I will also say the truth of the matter is, there are so many amazing women leaders in this space that I am already lucky to call my friends and many who I look up to that I can't wait to meet in person for the first time and shake their hand and, and, and give them a hug and just tell them thank you for all that they've taught me and all they've brought to me um, in this space. Some of them have been guests on the podcast. Some of them will be guests uh, in the very near future on the podcast, but I, w- I will say part of this you know, whole journey for me has been, you know, how do we look at these different communities of NFT projects and we compare, right? I've, I've said this in past episodes. I believe it's really hard for us to compare um, one NFT project to another if the utility roadmap type of uh, NFT price point, um, even the communication and leadership aren't very similar, right? So it's very hard to compare one project to the other in my personal opinion. But I will say that there are, There is something beautiful about many of the female-led projects and minority-led projects that are either that include both female-led or female-included art or minority art, and and part of it, I believe, is that there is this 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 understanding that this is a "we are greater than me" conversation, right? You know that that's the mantra here of the podcast is that I firmly believe that we are greater than me but i believe before you can be part of a greater we you must be of course the best me that you can be and i think the thing that i found and and part of it was finding my role and and i would say this is the same for people that are looking for you know how to how we can um, you know, we can stop, you know, racism in this country, how we can um, remove, uh, you know, or try to you know, prevent this, like, uh, you know, the haves and the have nots gap from continuing to increase. Even the role of, you know, myself as someone that is neurodiverse um, and an advocate for removing the biases around ADHD and, and dyslexia, both of which I have uh, been diagnosed with, what I had to find in both scenarios was what was like what was my role? what was I most comfortable with in being able to make an impact? because we can we know for a fact that being silent is not enough, but we also know that we also have to recognize how we show up and, and, and even be self aware enough to be able to show up in spaces that maybe we are uncomfortable right I think the the murder of George Floyd uh, for me taught me a lot about my my need to be um okay with being uncomfortable and recognizing that I was ignorant in many places that I um that maybe I thought I was woke or I thought I was um you know in the know. But I will say some of the things that I've seen within the female led projects that I think is just beautiful that we can all learn from and um and grow and, and I challenge everyone to experience is that uh, the idea that co creation and co collaboration are not just something that are nice to have or initiatives, but they're ingrained in the actual culture and the the success of the project. And what I mean by that is, you know, some projects will talk about, hey, we're going to do this collaboration together in the metaverse, But as people bring in ideas or bring topics to the table, there's oftentimes this like us versus them uh, feeling for people that are bringing things to life. And what I've found is not only have amazing female-led and minority-led projects been very welcoming, welcoming to men, welcoming to people of all races and, and sexual orientations, but I also believe we they've been able to allow certain you know groups and certain things to co-create within their ecosystem to be able to thrive, right? And and I think the beauty of this is we can we can say things like we need a, a, a council, a social council. Maybe we need a DAO to operate the community budget that that exists within a project. But I think what is beautiful about a a project that is vulnerable and a, and a leadership that is open to, you know, open in communication, but also open in the possibilities of the impact that they can make is that they're always willing to kind of uh, see what is out there, assess, and then lean in to what is working and lean in to what is possible. And I also believe this also comes from this, like this unity feeling, right? And I will say, you know, for a lot of the the male led projects that are my, you know, primarily um, men as, you know, maybe as the art, as also as the leadership, as also as the owners, you know, one of the things that I found in a lot of those projects is that yes, there, there is an element of, of vulnerability. Yes. There is an element of collaboration and co-creation, but I often think what is missing is the environment to allow that to thrive, right? The idea that a leader doesn't have to control everything, but a leader will own the the mistakes and will own the fact of what's going on. And they truly do make it about the greater we. And I will say like this is where for me when I study, you know, I I feel like as a massive empath myself, I love studying and and looking at the nuances of the human condition and how we operate and how we thrive. And I will say when when I feel, when I, when I think about this NFT space, I truly do believe it's going to give us the opportunity to remove the starving from the starving artist. I believe it's going to give us the opportunity to no longer be okay with some of the, the ways of the past and have a, a, a path to make true change. But I also believe what we have to recognize is that going into things with the same biases and the same, you know, approaches that we did in web two will not change a damn thing. And I think part of that is up to us as individuals, right? How do you show up in a, a space where you don't feel like everyone looks like you or is, is, is part of like, you know, your type of uh, environment, right? Because let's face it, as, especially as white males, We're not that's not something that we've had to deal with much in our lives. Right. And and, you know, I know for me, the more I've been able to be exposed and be aware of a lot of the things that I've been very privileged to not have to be exposed to have have allowed me to recognize where I need to grow individually but also how I can also make an impact and show up in different places. And and part of that can be simply supporting, being there, being an advocate, being an ally, and, and in, in many cases, passing the microphone, even if you have something to say. And that's coming from someone that loves to talk. Or being the bigger person, and I don't care who's in the room, if someone is is belittling something or making a, a, a stereotype joke or a bias or mocking someone, that those little opportunities, no matter how many people are there, are an opportunity for us to make a change. And every one of those small changes that we make are how we make the bigger change. And this is where I believe that so many of the, especially women-led projects today, they understand that they, their impact on the greater world, their impact on the greater NFT community starts with small changes that happen every single day from the Discord to the Twitter to in-person events. And I believe a lot of the other projects are looking to boil the ocean and do everything at once or bring everyone together to, for one movement. And, I, and I, I mean, I think we can all agree that making a bunch of small changes and, and giving people that, you know, empowerment. And maybe it's not even, we don't need to empower, you know, the women and, uh, and minorities to make an impact. They're already powerful as hell. We just need to step back and recognize that we need to also realize when we are in a place to be able to, you know, to open that door, to bring up that chair or to ultimately, you know, take a stand that it, it is not about us taking the stand. It's about the fact that that stand needs to be taken to show others what that is, what is possible, what, what they need to also kind of stand up for. And for me, I'm always learning. I'm always growing. I will, I will forever be um, someone that is a believer and study and empath for, you know, making sure that not only all voices are, are heard, but you know, I often talk about like my North star is how do we, how do we help this world be less lonely? And I think part of that, you know, being less lonely is that we as people have to recognize that we are all, you know, individuals, we are all people. And unfortunately a lot of people today have been afforded liberties and luxuries and, and, and perks and privileges that too many have not been afforded. And it's not about saying like, Hey, that I, you know, I didn't ask for this. It's rather saying, What can we do so that we can bring us all up together? We can't say the rising tide lifts all ships if we then start figuring, if we start picking out which ships we want to rise with us. I, I firmly believe many of the greatest projects right now in this NFT space are women led and are, are powerful, and the beauty of it is they are welcoming, they are open, they are doing great things, and it's up to us to amplify, to celebrate, to to really put them on the map and I will put you know in the show notes uh, of this episode i 'm going to highlight many of the of the women led projects that I, I'm a part of as, a, as an NFT uh, owner of, of their projects. And as one that believes in there, and I I know there are many more. So please, you know, when you know uh, you listen to this episode, you know, jump on the hashtag NFT three sixty five, and let me know what are your favorite women led projects, minority led uh, projects that we can amplify them. We can be aware of what they are. We can get to know their movement. And I have plans on bringing on uh, many more uh, you know amazing leaders in this space um, of all walks of life to hopefully um, empower to amplify, to motivate, and even celebrate a lot of these great causes. So um, with that, my friends, I do believe in Web3. I do believe that together we can make an impact on this world. We can make the world a better place. But it does require us to kind of you know, look in the mirror, assess who we are, understand some of the biases and some of the things that we walk into rooms or discords or, or NFT projects with and just own that we need to grow together. We need to open, you know, open our minds. And let's face it, we also just need to realize that so many of the, the, the brightest minds in this space are women that just need that microphone or need that opportunity to get that voice heard, because I can tell you, we will all benefit from those scenarios. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.